quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Weekend Warriors, the foreign policy podcast that asks what else is happening in the world. I'm Essie Kopp. Well, tensions with Iran are once again at a flashpoint after an attack on Saudi oil refineries that cut the country's oil production in half and disrupted 5% of the world's daily oil supply. Yemen's Iran-backed Houthi rebels have uh, claimed responsibility for that attack, but there is still a lot we don't No. The latest we have in, literally minutes before I started this podcast, from CNN's Barbara Starr, a U.S. defense official, telling her additional troops could be heading to Saudi Arabia. Those are U.S. troops. Now, escalations have been have been occurring in a war of words over the past few days. In an exclusive CNN interview Thursday, Iran's foreign minister, Javad Zarif, warned that a U.S., or Saudi strike on its territory would trigger a, quote, all-out war. And he questioned whether the Saudis were willing to fight Iran, quote, to the last American. Now, that is heated rhetoric indeed, but it's not out of nowhere. That came after both President Trump and Vice President Pence declared the U.S. was locked and loaded. Now, what does that mean? Well, Trump has stopped short of blaming Iran directly for the attack on, on Saudi Arabia, pending the full intel analysis. That is a smart thing to do. But Secretary of State Mike Pompeo bluntly pointed the finger at Tehran and called the attack an act of war. Trump has also insisted he doesn't want to go to war. And in lieu of military escalation for now, he has announced a substantial increase in sanctions on the Islamic Republic. Now, administration officials also tell CNN that the Pentagon was ordered to plan potential responses. But the White House is waiting for the Saudi rulers to decide on a course of action before moving forward. To that end, Pompeo was in the kingdom, meeting with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and working to build a coalition to deter Iran while a U.N. delegation arrives to investigate the attacks this weekend. Not everyone, though, is willing to wait. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham is fed up with U.S. inaction, saying on Wednesday, what I'm looking for is action by the administration and the world to restore deterrence, because when it comes to Iran's misbehavior, we have lost deterrence. 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard, whose, well, record on Middle East politics is is mixed, (laughs) she scolded Trump for appearing to let the Saudis guide our response, tweeting, Trump awaits instructions from his Saudi masters. Having our country act as Saudi Arabia's bitch is not America first. Yikes. Now, if you've been watching the coverage of this attack on Saudi oil, likely by a Yemeni rebel group, you might be thinking, well, that's bad, but but it's not our problem. 
Well, if that's the way you think, you're not alone. Many are wondering why we're even considering military action at all. Senator Mitt Romney saying Saudi Arabia is fully capable of defending itself. It's an attack on their homeland, not ours. Republican Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming, he made a similar point. So how serious was this attack? And what, if anything, should our role be in responding to it? Here to break it down for us is former CIA operative, CNN intelligence and security analyst, Bob Baer. Bob, before we get to the U.S. angle, I want to talk about the actual attack because there's still a lot we don't know. First, we don't know who definitively was behind this attack. Saudis are saying the weapons were Iranian, which could bolster the Houthis' claim of responsibility, but, but others doubt the Houthis' capabilities. Uh, what do you think? I don't think they're capable of doing it. Many years ago, I trained the Yemenis in explosives, and they, they just weren't very sophisticated. Now, they could have come a long way in all these years, but now with cruise missiles and drones and the rest of it, you need a whole apparatus you need practice. Um, you, you, you need a state behind you, a real state and not a militia group. So I agree with the administration. It's probably the Iranians. Um, you know, where they launched it from is something else. We simply don't know that yet. Well, that's my second question. We don't know physically where, where the attacks were launched. Now, we have satellite imagery showing 17 points of impact on the oil facility that show strikes likely came from the north. Now, that would be Iran, Iraq or the Gulf not Yemen, but but there are also some images that show damage on the western sides of the tanks. Uh, the Houthis issued a statement thanking, quote, cooperation with the honorable people inside the kingdom. Your thoughts as to whether these attacks were maybe carried out inside of Saudi Arabia? I doubt it. It's a police state. If I had to take a vote, I would say Iraq. There's several... Um, Iraqi military bases, which have been yes. taken over by the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. And if they wanted to partially hide their hand, they would do it from one of those bases like Habania. And I've Are, heard this rumor. I wouldn't put any faith in it, but that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. And to that to that um, that suspicion, Iraq has vehemently denied any knowledge um, of of the attacks coming from on their soil. Let's imagine, though, that the Houthis are behind the attacks. Um, experts I've talked to believe there's zero chance that happened without Iranian permission. So just go back for a second and talk about how unlikely uh, the Yemeni Houthis would have been to have carried this out without explicit approval from and maybe even assistance from Iran. Well, I mean, the Houthis would have to be in a position to read radar, to know what altitude they could send this stuff in. Um, making the cruise missiles locally, it, it, they, just, they don't have the facilities to do this. And they're not about to, the Iranians are not going to turn those weapons over to the Yemenis and and be done with it. They they control this stuff very closely. Mm -hmm. I mean, they their proxies are under full control an attack on Saudi Arabia, the Iranians would never risk, you know, letting these guys run with it. They would be there wherever they were launched from. And again, I mean, I'm one of these people, I don't think we should go to war with Iran, yeah. but I think it's we've really crossed the threshold when the Iranians can take out, at least for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, Abkake. You know, it's the beating heart yeah. of the world's oil reserves. 
and 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 so precise the attacks were and the the timing and everything else and i think the iranians have been provoking us ever since we withdrew from the nuclear treaty uh they're they've said outright you know you're not going to export oil if we can't and i think they're carrying this out and they just need a uh, a fig leaf for this operation that's all they care about I do want to talk about what you think the U.S. the U.S.'s role or response should be, but I I, I want to ask um, about the strike specifically. Um, we do seem to think it was either a missile or a drone or a combination of the two. Why wasn't Saudi Arabia prepared for something like this on one of the most important facilities and strategic reserves in the Middle East? Well, they're looking for an air attack. That's why their radar is is geared for that. That's what the Patriot missiles are for. They're, they're for Scud missiles in particular. And clearly these things are much smaller than Scuds. Even if you just put two or three pounds of explosives on a small drone and fly it low over the ground, um, contour flying as it's called, very hard to see. And I don't even think the Russian radar would have seen this. I mean, does that make them in a way more dangerous? Much more dangerous. It's a new war. We don't need F-35s. We've got drones. Clearly, the days of you know launching launching a raid like uh, like the Israelis did against the Iraqis in the '80s, those days are over. You can pick up these planes, um, and the way to go is drones. It's the new the new warfare. So let's get to the U.S. Um, Mitt Romney, as I mentioned earlier, said, "Look, the Saudis are capable of responding to Iran. Um, why not just let them do so?" Well, there's always an argument. Look, the the Middle East is, is so it's lost. Basically, mm-hmm. there is an argument for just coming home, just taking our toys and coming home. Mm-hmm. The Saudis cannot respond to the Iranians. They depend on us for security in the Gulf. They don't have the army. They don't have the air force. They don't have anything. And they know the Iranians would re- retaliate in a major way, take out all oil facilities in the Gulf, at least on the Arab side. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do about those missiles. They are, they are deep in caves. They're solid fuel rockets. They just take them out a couple of minutes. They've launched them. Riyadh would come under attack, Abu Dhabi, Dubai, the mm-hmm. rest of the place. And then, then we really would be stuck with a major war in the Middle East. I mean, we, you know, fine, we could win it, but it would, you're at the point where you'd almost need to bring back the draft. Mm. Well, the killing of Jamal Khashoggi, along with an escalating humanitarian crisis in Yemen, there's some reasons why uh, people say we should re- reconsider how much support we're lending to Saudi Arabia. But, but as you mentioned, as it stands currently, for better or worse, Saudi Arabia is an ally. We are, we are in some ways, their protector. And um, Saudi Arabia was attacked. So if we don't respond forcefully— what do we risk in that? You know, what we risk is that the Iranians take security of the Gulf, uh, which is 55 percent of the world's oil reserves. That's 20 percent of traded oil, but it's the reserves that count. That's our, our you know, with the world's gas tank. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you want to think about nightmare scenarios, think about an alliance between Iran and Russia. Yeah, it would that would that would control about 70% of the world's oil resources. So, I mean, there's all sorts of, there is no, you know, and we can't blame Trump for this because the Iranians have been on the move for years. Yeah. I was in Lebanon when they, when they flat out beat us and we had to pull out the Marines. 
when they attacked in Argentina, um, I do believe that they were involved in Pan Am 103. Mm. And it was always a bridge too far for every administration to take them on in a very little amount of force. I look at, look, you look at the map. They own the Levant. Mm-hmm. Um, Syria, Lebanon, and Iraq. The Iraqi prime minister is a paid-up Iranian asset, and there's nothing we can do about it. Well, it's a very complicated, um, complex theater and also uh, time right now with the back, the back and forth. I really thank you, Bob Bear, for coming on Weekend Warriors to help us break it down. Thanks. And that does it for this episode of Weekend Warriors. I'm Essie Cub. Join me next time. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.